sounds like you're right in the other room. <laughs> Sue, good, good. Uh, Sue, Sue Shannon's calling in from Sedona, and uh, I connected with her through uh, a wonderful friend, Michelle, who told me about a project she's working with that I hadn't known about it, but it sounds fascinating. Uh, I love groups that are doing interesting things, and you were the past president, actually, of this group, Sedona Women, right? I am, yes. And, and you know, you do interesting things, and uh, I know at this time of year there's a lot of people who do fundraising and kickoffs and sales to for the holidays and all that thing, um, but you're doing one in Sedona coming up on November 8th, which has a, an interesting twist to it. Um, uh, maybe you want to explain what you're, what you're up to with that. Absolutely. We're having an art fair, as you said, on Wednesday, November 8th. It's from 11 in the morning until 5 in the afternoon at the Elks Club Lodge here in Sedona. It's an arts and fine craft event. We'll have a wide variety of arts and crafts. Uh, In addition, we'll have a raffle. What's really um, unusual about ours is this is one of the fundraisers for our organization. Uh, The full name of our organization is the Sedona Women Dames Who Make a Difference. One of our largest, by far our largest project, and the majority of our fundraising money goes to scholarships to adult women who are resuming their education and training, who had their education interrupted for whatever reason in the past, and now they've decided they want to return. I think I I applaud that 100%. And, you know, this can easily happen. I mean, either maybe they get married or things happen or they travel or they start a family or work gets involved. And all of a sudden, um, they think, I want to go back. But, my gosh, it's so expensive and so difficult. Sometimes after a few years later, it's not like you can just necessarily stop everything and raise the funds to go <laughs> back to school. And and I, I, I think it's a fascinating project. Where do you find the women that uh, are looking to get back to school? We advertise. We obviously in the local um, newspapers um, and social media, we put flyers up in churches and gyms, any place where we see people might find them. And these scholarships are available not just to women in Sedona, but in the entire Verde Valley, which is the area in which we reside. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a wonderful, I really applaud it. I think it's a wonderful idea. And it gives people hope because, you know what, there's lots of times you get to a certain point in your life and you really want to make a major career change. But you can't just do it. Um, you have to get back to school to get the degree or get the training that you need to do that. Uh, where do you find most of the people go back to school there? Many of them begin in the community colleges and then move on to four-year colleges. Some of them go to technical schools. Um, another thing that's unusual about our scholarship is that we follow our women throughout their education. So assuming that they maintain their grade levels, they can receive scholarships from us for multiple years. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. Well, there's, there's, Sedona is like, uh, I feel like it's just my second home. I, mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Um, and I love visiting. I love being there. I love the people there. But it's also a very interesting community because there's a lot of enlightened women um, from artists, right, to writers, to, to all kinds of creative folks. I think that beautiful area kind of inspires people. Um, to come there that have that love of nature and, and have the love of beauty. and, and so- Absolutely, and, and that's why an artist fair was, um, 
was for us a natural way for us to raise funds is because we have so many artists among our membership. I, I have a friend, a couple of friends I know from there. Of course, Andrea Smith was just here, and she used to live in, in Maui, and she lives in Sedona and has a gallery there. But there's some other wonderful artists, too. And, and when I go there, I just, I just am amazed by the talent and the women um, who are artists that are very, very talented that are, that are living there in Sedona. I, I, I think it's wonderful. I know you have a couple of uh, very strong artists involved in the, uh, in the project as well. Yes. Very much, and a, a variety. Um, not only painting and photography, glass art, pottery, jewelry, um, fiber arts. So we really have a nice variety, and we hold it obviously at this time of year because it's a good place for people to do their holiday shopping. That's oh yeah, oh my gosh. Speaking of that, Talakapaki. Oh my gosh, when did they do that lights where they light the lights in Talakapaki? That's always a beautiful that, time to go. Yeah, that's uh, the end of November. That's just beautiful. Oh, I love that. I love that event. I'm wondering because there is a, a large Native American uh, population um, that's there. Obviously, they don't have a lot of them. Don't have the income. Um, do you ever get requests uh, for going back to school from some of the Native American community? We have, it's very limited, though. Mm -hmm. You're correct. And many of the Native Americans live uh, further north. Uh-huh. Um, Flagstaff? When you hear towards... about, for instance, the Navajo Reservation, uh -huh. that is a few hours north of us, uh -huh. where we limit our, our scholarships to the Verde Valley, which would include Sedona, Cottonwood, um, Clarkdale, Rim Rock, if you're familiar with those areas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, it, and it's a very, very uh, lovely time of year there because you get that change of season, which you're getting right now, I imagine, and then you get into some light dusting of snow when you get towards late November, December. Like last year, you got some. I was there. I was surprised. I, I literally had to run out in the parking lot because it snowed. And I was like saying at a hotel, oh, i got to go take some pictures. It's snowing in the parking lot. And for someone lives on Maui, that's a big deal. <laughs> so, well, and there's nothing more beautiful than when the snow is on the red rocks. That is so true. I couldn't stop taking enough pictures. It was so beautiful. Now, you have, uh, you like to travel a lot, too. Let's give, what about your background? Now? How did you find about this wonderful group, the Sedona Women um, Group? How did you first start getting involved in it? Well, we've lived in Sedona a little over six years. We, we have been coming to visit here since the mid-'80s. Mm -hmm. And when we moved in, um, someone mentioned the Sedona Women, which is just a fabulous organization. So many people in Sedona are transplants like ourselves. It's mm -hmm. a wonderful place to, to come to after you've – we lived most of our lives in L.A., um, and now we're ready to have a little slower lifestyle uh -huh. <laughs> and in the middle of this beautiful area. And it's a, the organization I love has, has really, I would say, three purposes. One is to benefit the community, as not only with the scholarships, but we have other community projects. We, ha we meet once a month from September to May, and our meetings are um, two hours. An hour of that, an hour and 15 minutes, is given to um, a program. The programs, many are very serious. Once in a while, we have some just for fun, too. And then the third purpose is really to provide a, an opportunity for women to build relationships and meet new women. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really a terrific organization. 
I was talking to you the other day about something that's very, very important that I found out that you is close to your heart as far as a cause, too. And that has to do with a, a subject that a lot of people never want to talk about that don't really have any idea relates to what's happening here in America. That is um, sex trafficking, um, which is a yep. huge, huge, huge problem. And I was really excited to hear that that was something that concerns you as well. Um, about And I really became involved in it because of, about three years ago, we had a program with Sedona Women regarding human trafficking. Shortly after that, there were some other groups in Sedona interested in it, and a coalition was formed. So it's a fairly new coalition against human trafficking, and our main purpose is, as you say, to educate people, because everyone thinks it doesn't happen here, and it does. So that is our main purpose. We don't say that we can rescue kids. We don't say that we can even house them after they're rescued. We just want to educate people, keep their eyes open, and also to prevent. So we also, in addition to speaking to adults, um, work with the schools. And and you know what? we I think everyone thinks of it as something as a problem maybe in Asia. Um, I think they think of it maybe in, in, um, in, in certain countries, and certainly India. Um, and that's not – that's absolutely true. But what is shocking is that it can exist here – and I don't think people realize that um, there's a lot of young people, beautiful young teenagers, girls a lot of times, that don't and haven't been educated and don't know how easily they can get themselves into trouble, and sometimes just uh, tragic uh, situations that arise. Well, and you're right. It is mostly girls, but also boys. That's true. Um, everyone thinks, even if it's going on in the United States, that the kids come from another country. That isn't not that that makes it right. We are very careful when we give our presentations. We have a PowerPoint that cites our sources, so people know that every statement we make is based on research. And the one of the um, pieces of data that is probably the most shocking to people, because we talk about human trafficking, both sex and labor. Mm-hmm. But in, if you're talking about sex trafficking, 80% of the kids involved in the United States are U.S. citizens. Mm. Wow. And that shocks people. Yeah. How do they get? How do they get tra- tra- trapped? I guess is the word is trapped because it's really kind of an entrapment situation usually, isn't it? It is, and and uh, there are a variety of of ways. Everything from the kidnapping that you hear about. Um, sadly, even uh, some some children are sold by their parents or foster parents hmm. into it. There's a huge protocol um, of men in their mid-20s enticing younger girls, 14 or 15, who think that these guys are in love with them. They slowly separate them from their family, from their friends, and the next thing they know, they're caught up in the trade. Uh, When I first started learning about this, my first question was, why are we hearing so much about this now? when we didn't 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the answer was social media. It has yes. absolutely exploded. Yep, yep. I've, I've heard of many, I've heard at least three stories where women um, were told that they could be a model or they could go and get yes. work um, and, and they could get photo shoots, some in Japan. Um, they could s- sing in Japan sometimes. They could get work in Japan. And then once they're there and separated, um, they find that it quickly isn't what they thought it was. 
absolutely. And and if you listen to uh, survivors, because there are people who do get away, but often after four or five years, mm-hmm. um, it will. Each story is a little different, but they all have a commonality that once they get caught up in it, that it's very, very, very difficult to get away. And. It, and it's heartbreaking in a way. And, and what happens is sometimes there's just they're really um, they're ashamed. They are embarrassed and they are literally trapped. And and four or five years can really completely ruin their psyche as well on top of that and their lives. Um, so well, and and the um, once they became come involved in this, the average lifespan is seven years. What? Uh, and it's due to it's a very violent lifestyle. Wow! It could be because there, were, um, many many become hooked on drugs or yeah. you know are given drugs as a way to control them. Yeah, and become addicted to drugs. Um, they contact diseases. So yes, the average lifespan is seven years. So is there a lot, enough being done? Um, when you get in and out of the countries and the borders, it would seem that sometimes. That might be the first warning sign if, if they are going to other countries where sometimes that does happen. Um, well, these most of them are not being taken to other countries. They're being sold right here in the United States. Right here in the U.S. Wow. And often you will hear about it in relation to large events where there are a lot of males. And again, I'm, you know, I'm saying mostly yeah. girls, but once in a while boys, too, right. are, are sold mostly males, uh, where we live in Sedona, Phoenix, with um, lots of sporting events, wherever the Super Bowl is, where the Final Four is, the Barrett-Jackson, the big golf tournaments, you'll hear that is going on. Really? Wow, that shocks me. Yeah, so then, it, no, it that's, happened. That's well, shocks we're, me. we're very lucky in Yavapai County. Our uh, Sheriff Masher is our county sheriff, and a about four, a few years ago, he started a series of stings. Um, the traffickers are very difficult to catch, and when you catch them, the kids that are involved, it's very difficult for them to, to for the law enforcement to get the kids to testify against them because they are so frightened. Um, so he is going after the purchasers, and has the. He has he puts right on social media, and they run stings and arrest people. So word has slowly been getting out. His arrests have been going down because fewer and fewer people are responding to the ads in Yavapai mm-hmm. County. Interesting. Now, does this happen also with uh, people who are refugees are coming in illegally? Do they? Because they would seem like prime targets as well. They are many. I. The statistic I heard, I have not seen it in writing, so this is a verbal statistic, is of the, of the peop- uh, kids from out of the country, 60% of them get involved in labor trafficking. Mm-hmm. So a higher percentage of them end up in labor tra- yeah. trafficking, some in sex trafficking, whereas U.S. citizens, a higher percentage end up in sex trafficking and some in labor trafficking. And you know what? It's just I, it's just kind of mind-boggling because we don't think it could happen here, and we do hear stories. But this is the kind of I kind of such a raw subject that it's hard to even talk about, let alone it believe. Is. And there's a wonderful national organization called uh, Shared Hope. If you go on their their website, they have fabulous materials. Here in Arizona, there's an organization by the name of Trust that has 
extensive materials, and um, there's also a, a governor's council to fight human trafficking in Arizona that provides a lot of excellent materials. Well, this is really You're important. You're starting to hear more and more about it yeah. also. Well, and this almost should be something that is taught and, and brought to the schools, right? Well, that's one of the things we do. We're In fact, that's another fundraiser project I'm working on in the next couple of weeks to raise money uh, for the coalition. The, the greatest use of our funds, in addition to printing materials, is to pay for a group of young people in their late 20s, early 30s, in the Phoenix area with an organization called Red Light Rebellion. And they come in and they work with the kids because the kids will relate to them much better than they relate to me. What would you tell most parents listening to warn their kids uh, about if there's any way to do a red flag? Because a lot of this happens, as you said, with social media and online. It, Uh, It would be to monitor, monitor, monitor what your kids do. And what, what we try to say to the, when we work with the kids in the schools is, is to get the kids to look out for each other. Because hmm. if there's a 14-year-old girl that thinks a 25-year-old man is in love with her, she mm-hmm. probably isn't going to come up and say, oh, I think, someone, I think I'm being, uh, getting prepared to be trafficked. But if her friends notice there's an older boyfriend who doesn't want her hanging out with her friends anymore, he's giving her gifts, He's slowly pulling her away from everyone. They may come and tell someone. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and it's so interesting because some of these kids are getting smarter. I'm, I'm hearing now more and more that kids aren't using Facebook anymore because that's what the parents watch and that they're trying to find yes, exactly. other sites well, so they won't be monitored. But it is something that, you know, the most innocent of kids want uh, affection, attention, and, and they don't really think that someone – may not even be using the real picture, might have a false identity online. They don't even mm-hmm. think, they don't even Absolutely. realize that, that that's. Well, and luckily now there's finally some legislation. There's more happening with legislation to go after the, um, the websites that allow the traffickers to advertise kids on the website. They don't, they don't say underage kid available, mm-hmm. but there's, there's certain catchphrases so that the buyers know, oh, this is a young boy or a young girl. Wow, really? And so there is legislation pending actually in Washington right now to hold the website owners accountable. Well, you know, I sure hope that works because, you know what, it's, it's a, with the use of online, um, it's just a terrible way that this can grow, and it's a terrible thing that can happen. I mean, it, what a nightmare for a family, well, for a child, for a young person um, where that out of nowhere is innocent. Or people, maybe they were rebellious kids, but they had no idea what they're getting into, and the next absolutely. thing you know, their life is ruined. When I was speaking with a, a staff, because we, we talked to staffs, too, be, because the teachers are going to hear things. Also, um, one teacher said that um, a few years ago, two girls came to her and said their friend had met someone online, and he had sent her an airline ticket to the other side of the country, and she told them that day because she was leaving to go meet him. Wow. Luckily, they told the teacher. The teacher intervened and saved the girl. Wow. Oof. Gives me, uh, it, it just is, it's very, very frightening. So what was the organization you recommend that people check out to find out more about this? 
Well, first of all, just in this area, the Coalition Against Human Trafficking in northern Arizona is the mm-hmm. one to which I belong. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a national organization. In fact, they're having a conference right now in New Orleans called Shared Hope International. Shared Hope and they International. Just, Shared Hope International. Uh-huh. They have a wonderful video on their website called Chosen about two young girls who were caught up in the whole thing that, that show you shows you two different ways that girls living in the United States can get caught up in human trafficking. Wow. Well, I applaud you. And again, I uh, hope people can show up for your wonderful event November 8th happening. And is that, is that at the Elks Club? It's at the Elks Club in Sedona. It's right on Airport Road. So any people who are in Sedona, if they know yeah. it's just the road that goes up to the airport, that's yeah. where it is. And it's uh, going to be happening what time? It's... It, it starts at 11 in the morning and ends at 5 in the afternoon. Uh, admission is free, and we just hope everyone does lots and lots of shopping and that we earn lots of money for our scholarships. And I hope people hearing this also, if you're traveling, because you have a huge, huge population of people that come visitors, um, what a great way for visitors to really see what Sedona and the wonderful people are all about there. Um, Absolutely. You you want a little of a real experience, get involved in a real experience with a real community organization like that. And um, it's really great connecting with you, Sue. I applaud the work you're doing, and uh, I I wish you the best, and thank you for all the wonderful information you gave us today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Cindy. Okay, and I hope to meet you soon. A big aloha from Maui, okay? Same to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, very interesting. I mean, there are things going out there, folks, that we really need to realize. Sometimes um, when someone is offering a kid a trip to somewhere, you think it's a wonderful thing. you got to really be watching out. Those things are really tricky. Um, I'm really glad you got a chance to tune in today. Um, I will be in Tahiti, um, but I'll be back on November 6th, and we'll be talking to Matthew Thayer. And um, I adore Matthew Thayer. He's the photographer for the Maui News, you may see his works around quite often. He's always been doing his wonderful works um, at the Maui News, most awfully on the front page of the Maui News. But he also has books out. I don't know if you knew that, but he's, he just published his fifth book. So I'll be talking to him that. And my fifth book is out, How to Fly with Less Stress. It's available on Amazon, uh, Kindle, or soft copy. And if you want to pick up a copy here, it makes a great gift. I have it here at the radio station as well. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen And enjoy your travels and travel safe and travel well.